Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Okay, welcome to the first episode of Pageant Buzz. It's Kristen Houchin, and we are here with the fabulous Rebecca Wheeler, who is my personal Kris Jenner, and and I'm so excited that we get to do this together. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm very excited that we are launching episode one today. I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of great guests and hopefully help people who are either considering competing in a pageant or are already pageant competitors just feel a little more seen and a little more part of this community. Well, I know you make me feel like that on a daily basis. So I'm super excited that we get to share your magic with everybody. And I can just be here for all the fun. And I'll probably crack an inappropriate joke every once in a while. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I think that's why every like all of my clients do call me like Mama Chris, because I will shut things down if I do not think they're appropriate. But I will... I will give you a, a little a little signal if I hear something that's a little racy or <laughs> risque. <laughs> I, I know you will. So, I, yes. Well, I'm excited about it. How about we just talk about who we are? And, um, you know, what? I'll start because I entered the pageant world much later in life than you did. So I actually don't have as much formal pageant experience. Always watch Miss USA and Miss Universe, Miss America. I was always interested in them, but just never considered myself a pageant girl until I got a little older and I was married with children, which is a different avenue that some people take. And I got interested in the Mrs. Ohio America pageant because I saw Christy Miller Nunn being crowned on Instagram. It was on my For You page. And I'm like, what in the heck is Mrs. Ohio? And went down this rabbit hole and I applied and here I am today as the current reigning Mrs. Ohio America, which, which is crazy. Which we should also point out was your second pageant ever that you won the state title after competing the first year and not placing to winning on your second attempt, which is absolutely unheard of in most states. So congratulations. That is a big accomplishment, whether you think it is or not, or realize it is or not. And you just got back from Mrs. America not too long ago. You had your first ever nationals experience. So I know that was probably lots of fun. And we have lots to probably talk about with nationals later down the road. Oh, yeah, I could talk about nationals for three weeks straight. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll condense it. You're going to help me chunk it up so that it, I'm not rambling on about nationals. But that was absolutely the most amazing experience that I honestly never thought I was going to have. Well, I was so thankful that you let me be a part of the journey to nationals and to getting that Mrs. Ohio crown. So just a little bit about my backstory in the pageant world. It's pretty extensive, I would say, comparatively. I, like you, grew up watching pageants, but I did not just watch them. I recorded them on VHS tapes and would play them daily over and over and over, Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, Miss America. And I grew up in the state of Texas where our state Miss USA and state Miss America pageants were also on television. So I would watch those just constantly and 
learn from the women and girls competing on what really stood out to me and what the judges, that was back when they put scores up on the screen during like Miss USA. So I would, I would look at it and think, okay, they only got an 8.2. Why is that? Maybe it's because she didn't smile as much as the next girl who got the 8.9. So I would really like nitpick and try to figure out what it was that made these women stand out to get those crowns. I wanted to compete in a pageant so very badly that there were no pageants near where I lived. I grew up in a very small town in the panhandle of Texas. And finally, my senior year of college, there was a scholarship pageant that they were giving a $1,000 scholarship right down the road, like 30 minutes down the road. And it was on St. Patrick's Day. It was called Miss Irish Rose. I entered, I, my best friend did it with me and I won and she got second runner up and we had the most fun. And I guess you could say I got bit by the bug, the pageant bug. And I competed all through college in the Miss America organization, both in Texas and in Oklahoma. And then I never won Miss Oklahoma or Miss Texas. So I thought I was done. I aged out. I did not know Mrs. Pageants existed much like you when you found it on your Instagram page. But someone sent me a message on Facebook, actually, saying, I know you did pageants in college. Would you consider doing Mrs. Oklahoma? And that was for Mrs. Oklahoma America. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe when is it? And she was like, it's in eight weeks. (laughs) So I talked to my husband. And again, I had not competed in 10 years at this point. I talked to him about it. And he said, let's do it. Why not? Sounds fun. I went all in for those eight weeks and ended up winning that title of Mrs. Oklahoma America in 2015, went to nationals, came home and kind of back to my husband, he said, can we do something like that again? That was really fun. He really liked it. And I also had that feeling that I just wasn't finished. So I went and competed at Mrs. International. Uh, I won Oklahoma International 2019, went to Mrs. International and then That was it so far in my pageant journey. I don't know that I'll ever get back on a stage, but I think the term that I like to use is never say never. Oh, you can't because I look at you and I just think to myself, oh my gosh, I got to see Kris Jenner on stage. I can actually go watch her live. (laughs) I don't know. Right now, it's not anything I'm looking at currently, but you never know. Look at what happened the first time, eight weeks, and I was like all in. Let's do it. So I, if I decide to do something, I'm usually pretty 100% committed, much like you. Well, and you coach now, and I know you're super busy. Yes, I have. With your coaching schedule. Lots and lots of um, clients from all ages in all different states, all around the United States. And right now, I'm loving doing that and just getting to pour into the girls and the women that I work with and help them achieve their goals And right now for me, that's my ultimate dream job. So I'm living the best life doing that side of things. And who knows, if I decide to compete again one day, I will have learned so much from my clients. They have all taught me so much, including you, because you were originally one of my clients before you became my really good friend. I know. And you know what's, but what's even funnier is you judged me at Mrs. Ohio America the first time I competed. And so when I went to you as a coach, you had such a great insight for me specifically because you've, you saw how I competed and you saw how I had interviewed. It was such a weird thing. You had found me on Instagram and I knew I was coming to judge in Ohio and you reached out to me on Instagram. We DM'd a couple of times and you're like, 
I'd love to pick your brain on any advice as a former. And I just ghosted you. I didn't even respond because I was, I couldn't, I didn't know what to say that would be appropriate and not give it away that I was coming to judge. So I just didn't respond. And I kept thinking, she probably thinks I'm the worst person ever, such a snob, like too good for you. But I just didn't know what to say. So I was very glad to tell you after the pageant, I'm so sorry about that. I know you reached out to me, but I couldn't. Oh, I know that you messaged me that very next morning and you were like, okay, now I'm allowed to talk to you. I had just found out I was going to be a judge. So I couldn't, and you couldn't say, Hey, I'm going to be a judge. I can't talk to you because we're not supposed to know exactly who's going to be judging. And I did, I was like, man, she ghosted me. I opened up the program book because that's when we find out when the judges are Mm -hmm. and there was your picture. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And in that moment, I actually did think I wonder if that's why she stopped responding to me. And it turned out that's what it was, but it actually made me feel a little better in that moment. I was like, oh, I bet that's why. (laughs) I I wanted to say something so badly, but there were actually several contestants that year who, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, this pageant world is small. And if you've competed for more than one or two years, you run into like similar people and your network starts to get smaller and smaller where everybody knows everyone it feels like. And I knew so many of the contestants either from just competing in the same systems in different states or watching their journeys to the crown. And I had to be very like strange for a couple of months with a couple of you guys. Um, I know for Ryan, especially when they ended up winning one of the titles that first year, I I felt so awkward. I like could not respond to her text in a normal way. I would have to be super short and to the point. She probably thought it was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it is really interesting. You're talking about the pageant world being small. I learned that very quickly coming in. And what I've also learned is sometimes people aren't super open about sharing their resources with one another. And that's also what I'm really excited about that we can talk about and share some resources because in the grand scheme of things, sharing resources with someone does not change your performance whatsoever. Yes, we had that exact same conversation. I remember before this last year when you competed at Ohio of, should I tell people like what, where I got my dress, who I'm working with, who's doing my hair and makeup? I was like, absolutely. Think back to that first time you competed and how lost you felt. All you wanted was just like some guidance. It wasn't a, a trade secret. You weren't going to give away something that was only yours and that was your secret weapon. The secret weapon is in your personality and how you communicate and your story. It's not in where you, which store you bought your dress in. <laughs> yeah, I know it, but people were very secretive and I did. I just felt super fish out of water, super lost. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm just trying to like have the best experience possible. I worked really hard. I lost 40 pounds before I did that first pageant. I did not know that. Yeah, because I had had my son who was just monster baby Mm -hmm. and I had gotten really big. And so when I signed up for that pageant, I was, I, I had not actually started yet. And that's when I was like, oh boy, I better, uh, I better get on this. (laughs) Well, that just makes it even more like amazing to me because when you came out in fitness that first year, girl, you look like you were like, could go straight to a bodybuilding competition, like in a couple weeks or like not bodybuilding, but like one of those like fitness bikini physique things, your arms are like enviable. People comment to me all the time about your body and how 
amazingly like feminine and strong that it is. So congratulations. I really did not know that. That's a new thing I just learned about you. Oh, well, good, because I'm glad people didn't realize that. And it's not that I wasn't in some kind of shape. It was just one of those things where he was my third baby. I was kind of lazy, not lazy. You were busy. (laughs) You were busy. Just like to get the weight off. And it was a great motivator for me to be like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to get back into the shape I was in. And sometimes doing a pageant just for that motivation is all you need just to get started in it. And then you start Mm -hmm. to really learn that you love the whole process. Yes. The reason you compete is different for every single person. I think the reason you decide to do that first one, it might be for the prize package, the scholarship money that's offered. It might be for the opportunities for modeling or for co-hosting events or emceeing different events. But for a lot of women, especially in that Mrs. category, it is the physical self-care side of taking time for yourself. Oftentimes we get lost in our wife, our wife life and our careers. And if we're mothers, we just start to kind of lose who we are as women. So having a chance to do something that I consider a sport or a hobby, all focused on you, it's no different to me than taking like hot yoga or doing something that's very focused on yourself and like taking the best care of yourself. But the best part is you get to meet so many amazing women along the way and know who you are and be able to put that out in the world and make a huge impact. Oh, yeah. And the fun thing is, too, is just figuring out, like when I was competing at Mrs. Ohio the first time, I really did kind of feel like I had to be what I had thought a pageant person would be like. And when I talked to you and you helped me through all of that and you're like, "Um, you can just be who you are. (laughs) Yes. You don't have, you do not have to come in and say the perfect thing. You don't have to say exactly what you think that the judges want to hear because they just want to get to know you and figure out who you are as a person. Are you fun? Are you charming? Are you serious? Just who are you? Right. And there's no rule that says one personality type or sense of humor type is the one. It's the one you just find the most connecting to you that day on that panel. And there's the saying, I don't know if you've heard it, Kristen, but any different day, any different judge, a different girl would win. You take the same 20 girls, put them in a pageant back-to-back weekends with a different panel, a different girl will win. And potentially even with the same panel on a different weekend, a different girl will win. It's the right moment, right time when it's God's plan for your life. And there, I mean, as a, cause I've, I actually have judged some pageants mm-hmm. and it is very interesting who I connect with versus who the person next to me is connecting with. And I just remember I judged this one pageant there was a little girl and she had little crooked glasses and her hair was a hot mess but she had on her brand new dress and she was so excited to be there. And she told me, she looked at me and she goes, this is my first pageant ever. I've been wanting to do one for so long. My mom finally let me do it. And I am just so excited to be here. And thank you so much for talking to me and all tens all day. I I fell in love with this kid. No one else did. I was the only one, but she absolutely charmed me to the point that I was like, I have to see this girl with a crown on. I want it so bad for her. Yes. Having experience on that other side of the interview table, I guess, and or the inner side of the ju- judging table, 
is so helpful as a contestant. Don't you feel like? Oh my gosh. It was, it really was because it shows you, you don't have to necessarily say the right thing as long as you're just memorable and what you are saying is impressive. And as long as you're talking about things that you know, talking about yourself, the person that you should know the best, it's going to sound just fine. Exactly. So really quick, let me ask you a question since we've kind of talked about our pageant backgrounds, which are so vastly different. I feel like mine is a lot longer, like over 20 years. Yours is what, two and a half? (laughs) Yeah, not very, I mean, long and long enough for me to know that I love the whole sport of it all, but not very long at all. Okay. So let's just kind of talk a little like pageant tea a little bit. Like what system in general do you love watching the most? Is there a specific system you really love or do you just love pageantry? Well, the overhaul of the Miss USA system this year, I'm all for. I thought that Mm -hmm. was so cool that they are coming in and they're just saying, we are bringing the glamour back to pageantry and the show of it all. And it just, it was a very different show in my opinion than what it had been in the past. Mm -hmm. And I was all for that. As far as Mrs. Pageants go, (laughs) Mrs. America, I feel like is the classic system. It's right. always going to be gorgeous. I will say when I watched United States of America misses this year, I was like, whoa, that mm-hmm. production was flawless. Yes. Agreed. I, loved, I loved that LED light backdrop that they had that like put the state names up in between mm-hmm. each contestant. And then it was a white background. So it really helped every gown show up so beautifully Versus a black background where dark dresses can often get lost. Not that, you know, there's one specific pageant I'm thinking of, but I hate a black background if you have that at your pageant because I personally love to wear black. I love my favorite gown I've ever worn was a black velvet gown. And I just felt like it wouldn't show up on certain stages. But gosh, on that white LED lit up stage, oh, it was pretty. Well, and I know because I've been to a pageant too where someone was wearing a gold dress and it looked poop brown. Yeah, it can, or it could look pink sometimes. It totally changes the way your dress looks under certain lights with certain stages. I recommend always go and look at the venue from last year, like watch the videos from last year of the pageant you're competing in if it's at the same venue and look at that. Look at their dresses. Look at what color they're changing as they're under the stage lights versus maybe the pictures that you see after, because that will help you decide what dress might show up best on stage. Yes. And for my pageant for Mrs. Ohio, it's really funny because the last, let's see, four queens, I think, have been wearing royal blue. I know. So weird. And so, and but I've we've talked about it just internally with the Ohio team and things like that. And it's like, I think blue just looks good on that stage. It, I mean, I'm sure there's other aspects to it, but it is interesting where maybe blue just really looks good with whatever lighting that place has or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, running back a little bit to what you said about the revamp of Miss USA, totally could not agree more. I adore the new direction that Crystal Stewart's taking this pageant. I think the glam the pageantry of it all is back and oh, it makes me so happy. I feel like all the photo shoots and that really cool trip that they, she took them on to Cancun before the pageant so that they could become acquainted with each other and get to know each other and 
in a non-competitive environment. Can you imagine how fun that would be? Like going to Cancun to a resort with all the girls you're about to compete with, but no pressure of competition to get to know them. I think that would be amazing. Oh, I know. And she does those classes when she, when they're on that vacation too, so that they kind of get an idea of maybe what they're looking for in a Miss USA. And they yes. did interview classes and walking classes on how to be a better you know, walker on stage. That was so cool. Very cool. And it really guaranteed that the girls would show up ready to compete at at a similar level because they all got that same opportunity. Sure. Girls may have gone and gotten additional coaching or help, but at least everyone kind of understood the assignment. If you know, like the song, like everyone knew this is the kind of walk we expect. This is the kind of interview questions you can be asked. What a great preparation. I thought that I, I can't wait to keep watching. I hope that that becomes an annual thing. Oh, I'm, I, I think she got really good feedback for it. I'm, and I'm hoping all the state pageants are getting more people because the women are like, wow, like we all can have that opportunity and yes. just go for it. Yes. I think um, one thing that also has truly set that system apart for me and kind of USOA as well, the one you mentioned with the Mrs. pageant, is the social media presence, being very um, visible and saying, here's our prize package. Here's what you're going to get as a title holder, but also here's what you get as a contestant, these opportunities. Those things, that's the new commercial, right? Is social media. It's Instagram, TikTok. And when you see that, you're intrigued. You want to be involved. If you're looking up a system and you can't even find a website for it, that's a little bit like, ah, I don't know if this is the one for me. So I'm loving the direction that both of those particular systems are taking with social. Oh, for sure. And social media is free. I mean, you can pay to boost ads, but in all reality, it's free. And for you to do this free type of marketing to the people that are going to be interested in this sort of thing. And what people don't realize with all of this too, is it takes seven on average, good interactions with a company for someone to feel any kind of loyalty and for them to make any kind of movement or do an action. So if somebody or a title holder or the organization is posting something that somebody does actually like, and they're like, Oh, that looks cool. And then they see something else from a different spot. Oh, that looks cool. Or like state pageants with local title holders. You see all these local title holders having fun. Suddenly now you're like, I think I want to do that. And you make an action on it. I love that you have that marketing background and you know that stat of the seven interactions. I did not know that until you had shared that with me a couple of weeks ago. And it's so true. There are certain brands that I am so loyal to, and it's only because I've had only good things every time I've used that brand or every time I've worked with that thing. And I would never even think about straying because I'm so loyal to it. But if I'd only had maybe one good interaction, three, eh, didn't really grab me, then I probably would not be nearly as loyal to, like, let's just say Topo Chico, my favorite sparkling water. Well, what's but what's really kind of a bummer is one bad interaction in the midst of building those seven, Mm -hmm. it topples it. So you got to start over. Yes, and it's and it can be difficult because now all of a sudden, while they were building this internal brand loyalty or excitement, 
now suddenly they have a sour taste in their mouth about whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's so important when you're trying to get new people to compete in your system to make sure that it is just good stuff out there and that the people who are competing have good things to say. Agreed. And you have done a great job with the Mrs. Ohio account with your tick, like TikToks and Reels and you're showing that perfect balance of what your real life looks like day to day, but also including all the glam and glitz of pageantry while still being able to talk about your personal platform and the things that are important to you. Oh, thank you. I try, I try my best with our, with our stuff because it really, like, this was such a big goal of mine. And the fact that I was coming in with no experience, it, I, like, I don't think people understand how much that really meant to me to accomplish that. And I love the Ohio sisterhood. I love everything it's brought into my life. And so I just want to do good by it. I really try hard to make it better. Well, I think you've done phenomenal. So congratulations from your Chris Jenner. <laughs> Thank you. I, love it. Okay. I love being the queen. It's, I know. And you've got how much time left before you give up your crown? Like four months from this episode? I think. Oh, okay. So March, April, May, June. Yeah. Four months. Okay. So there's still plenty of time for you to do lots of fun things. Your, your year is not yet over, Missy. So you're not done. Don't get sad yet. Okay. Before we wrap up this first episode, I want to maybe just do one quick thing. If you could give one piece of pageant advice to someone who is considering competing, what would it be? Just get out of your head because whatever you're thinking as far as worst case scenarios probably isn't that big of a deal. And don't overthink any decision that you make. If you get a dress that you love, you rock that dress and you do not think about it one more time until you put it on to compete. Such good advice uh, that would have saved me thousands of dollars if I would have listened to that back in, in my competition days of don't, my best advice would be find your circle of people who you trust and who have your best interest in mind. And then just tune everything else out as far as advice goes. A lot of people want to give you advice on what to wear, how to wear your hair, what to say, how to walk. Find those people you really, truly trust, whether it's within your family or within your friend group or someone that you're working with, a coach or something, and truly listen to those people and everybody else just kind of let it um, like roll off your back because too many cooks in the kitchen will really sabotage your experience. But the best way you can go in is feeling prepared, confident, and you know you've done what was your best interest, like what you wanted to do. And you did it with the knowledge of people who you trust around you. I love that. And honestly, if you asked me that tomorrow, I would probably give you a different answer. <laughs> yes. It's just like that whole uh, different day, different judge thing, right? Yes. Because that's another thing I just thought about when you said, when you were talking, I would probably also tell them, you know what, if you're given a schedule, just expect it to change. Expect it to change 20 times and my best advice is going to be be flexible and just enjoy what's happening because I don't care what pageant system you do because I've only competed in Mrs. Ohio and Mrs. America but I've seen others right and that schedule will change 
And even this last couple of years with the pandemic, rescheduling dates, pageants getting canceled altogether, or moving a pageant to a virtual pageant, you have to be that flexible type of person if you expect to win the pageant. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Anything else that you want to share on this episode one before we wrap it up? No, I think let's wrap it up. And I'm excited to talk about all the things that we have planned to talk about. And if you have something that you want us to discuss on Pageant Buzz, please DM us on our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod for all things Pageant Buzz.